Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to wherever you are around the world listening to this episode of High Tea in a Chat. My name is Grace Mitchell. It is, is of course, a 7am on a Thursday morning here in Sydney. This is Life of Pies podcast, and for the next little while, I hope to uh, entertain you. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Pie Tina Chat. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things, mainly what I am into at the moment in terms of books and TV and movies and I also want to hear what you guys are into. So whatever you're listening on, make sure to uh, connect with us on the Facebook page and on the Instagram page for Life of Pie. So... I thought I would start off with this show that I've been watching at the moment, which I'm sure a lot of you who watch normal free-to-air TV will know, which is called First Dates. Now, backstory, I don't watch a lot of free-to-air TV. For a long time, we didn't even have it. So, actually, I think this episode is going to end up being a bit of a story time episode, actually. So, basically, um, what happened was when I was in year six, so I was in my last year of primary school here in Sydney, and, well, obviously here in Sydney, that's the only place I've been educated, but I was in my last year of primary school, and my dad decided that he would unplug the TV and would basically allow me to do homework without the distraction of this TV. So we unplugged the TV completely, we could watch DVDs on it, but we just didn't really do that. And then until I was in year 10, big part, we had no TV in the house whatsoever. And then my parents reconnected the TV in their room so they could watch TV up there. But during that time, I just had no interest whatsoever in watching TV. And so, well, normal free-to-air TV. And I certainly didn't miss the ads. So now, I kind of watch a lot of Netflix. I watch a lot of videos and stuff like that on YouTube, uh, DVDs. Because during that time, I had been using my dad's laptop and would watch the DVDs that I wanted to watch on there. So my dad's plan didn't exactly work because despite not having a TV... I still spent a lot of time on the laptop, but he had good intentions. So that was why I didn't have free-to-air TV. So I still don't watch a lot, but I've somehow stumbled upon these shows which are normally on free-to-air or sometimes on Foxtel or pay-per-view, whatever you have, through YouTube. So I don't even know how I stumbled upon first dates, but I somehow fell down a YouTube hole, as you do, and come across this clip of people sitting in a restaurant on a blind date. And I got really into it, and I've been watching it over the past couple of days, just online, watching some clips and stuff like that. And then I started watching a bit of the Australian series, which I have to say I am so disappointed in. So background for those of you who don't know what First Dates is. First Dates essentially is people apply, like regular people although I'm sure some of them are actors, but regular people apply to go on this show and meet someone on a blind date. The researchers then 
find someone based on their likes or their dislikes and they try and pair them up as best as they can. Sometimes the dates go horribly wrong and sometimes the dates go really well and there have actually been some genuine couples that have come out of it and you know a couple of people have kids some people like the elderly couples uh you know dancing and going on holidays together so it's, it's a really lovely show and the premise of it is genuine so basically i started watching the uk version which i'm not gonna lie is the best version out there i haven't seen the irish version um i've only seen the uk one of first dates and then first dates hotel and then i've seen the australian one and in the UK version, you've got Fred, who's the manager of the restaurant. You've got Merlin, who's the bartender. And then you've got Cece and I think Laura and you've got Sam and you've got some like Austin, I think as well, like some regular waiters who kind of will obviously serve them, but give little anecdotes and kind of really like diffuse the tension if there ever is any. And so basically... The UK version, fantastic. It's just done its ninth season, like the tenth season is about to air. You like it's doing really well. I started watching the Australian version. We've had three series over here. Oh my god, it is absolute rubbish. And I don't mean it in that like it's a bad format, because it's literally the exact same format as the UK show. Except there's like no atmosphere in the restaurant and actually I know one of the restaurants like it's literally up the road from where I used to work and it's just awkward like the manager or like the maitre d he's just like really awkward like Fred would like engage people and dude Fred is French so Fred was like just naturally charismatic but I don't even know the name of the Australian maitre d he just is there and so He's just like, oh, hello, madam. There's like a lady, sit a gentleman sitting at the bar waiting for you or a lady sitting at the bar waiting for you. Make your way over there. Like, that's it. Like, Fred, Fred actually goes over and in introduces them. So anyway, and then the bartender, who I do know the Australian bartender's name. It only took me three seasons to figure it out, but his name is Cameron. He's just nothing like Merlin. I mean, like, first of all, a guy caught who's got the name Merlin, you already know he's going to be really cool. Right? You've you got to be cool to have the name Merlin. But Cameron, he's just like, oh, like there's just no charisma there. And you can see that they're all trying to try and be, like, to make up, like, to meet that UK version, but they just can't. And I think that's actually a massive problem that I've noticed on TV over here. Things like Bachelor and Bachelorette, uh, Love Island, which is about to come over here, uh, Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. I think. All those things, they try so hard to make it match the original. And it's a bit easier to match the original if it's an American one because that's just kind of the way that American things kind of are easier for us to replicate. But if you're trying to match the UK version, it just does not work because we try and, I don't know, replicate the humour and re replicate the atmosphere, but you actually can't replicate the British humour or atmosphere. Like, it is, like, so awkward on these British dates, but, I, but by the end of it, you're sitting there and you're either laughing and in tears, you're crying because of someone's amazing story, or you're just sitting there being like, oh, my gosh, it's still so awkward and cringy, but you love it. Whereas the Australian one, I kid you not, is just so cringy for the entire time. Like, I actually had to just finish what... I, I watched all of season one. 
I didn't even bother watching season two. I watched two episodes of season three of the Australian one. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Like, I have to return. Oh, I have no idea what that noise was. I have to return to the sanctity of the UK version because it's just like, oh, it's just so awkward to watch the, like, Aussie version. Honestly, it's just, it's really sad. So, anyway, go watch the UK version of First Dates because I can guarantee you, you will sit there, you will fall in love with at least one couple each episode and you will definitely fall in love with the staff. And then watch First Dates Hotel, which I have to say, I just watched the first episode of season two and it is classic. One girl, Kaylee, she went on a date with a guy, didn't like the guy that she went on a date with, but she spotted another guy who's going to date the following day and she wants to go out with him. So she's now on the prowl him and it just like it just shows that like stereotypical like British kind of or women actually just women that people like stereotype as like someone on the hunt to like go steal your man like it's actually like showing that and it's just oh it's amazing to see and it's hilarious which is even better so anyway so that's first dates which obviously I love so go watch that and by the way, none of this is sponsored. This is just me telling you what I like to watch. Oh, I think that... Someone was hosing off, so I think it's just finished. So we don't have that awkward background noise. And, yeah, so anyway. So that's why I've been watching it in terms of TV shows. Um, that's at the moment. The hosing's just begun again. And then... DVDs or like movies. I haven't really been watching a lot of movies recently. I don't really like going to the movies. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of like to just be able to pause the movie whenever I want and like run off to the bathroom or eat food as loud as I want and not worry about someone like getting annoyed or also not worry about people talking throughout it. I mean, I get that here at home a little bit, but you know, it's just so much easier at home. Unless, of course, I manage to get gold class tickets, then I will happily go to the movies. But then people are still talking on their phones in gold class anyway, so you can't win at the cinemas. Um, so yeah, I haven't really been watching many movies, though I will confess that I did <laughs> rewatch the entire Twilight series uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'd love to say that it's just because of the music, because the music is actually so good. Like, if you haven't heard the Twilight series soundtracks, like, you need to go listen to it. Like, amazing. But I also do kind of like the cheesiness of the storylines. So, yes, that's why I mean reading and watch... Oh, watching, sorry, not reading. Reading-wise, I'm about to start this book called Paris Dreaming, which I think is going to be amazing. It's kind of a bit of, like, one person's experience in Paris, so it's not... It's non-fiction, which I don't mind reading non-fiction books, so long as they're kind of written in this, I guess... Uh, dreamscape kind of way, I guess. Like, it's 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 still telling a story, but it's in a way that's almost like fiction, the way it's... It, it reads easily. You know, it's not like you sit there and just be bored to tears and be like, oh, my gosh, because some historical non-fiction books, you just get bored to tears. I've also been reading a little bit of um Susan Elizabeth Phillips. She's got some really good... Uh, books that are online on the iTunes uh, store so I like them. That's kind of it for what I've been reading. I need to get into reading again. Um, 
What else? Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of all I've been really into at the moment. I did have something that I wanted to talk about today, but I actually genuinely cannot remember. I think I've just been too involved in first dates, to be honest with you. So anyway, yeah. Is there anything you guys want to talk about? That's a thing too. I want like, and obviously it's a podcast and it's recorded ahead of time. But if you guys ever have any things that you like, you know what? I think Grace might have something interesting to say about that. Send it on through to me. Like, I, I would be so happy to talk about things that you guys find. But actually, I do have one idea. I think, let's do a quiz. Let's do, like, a personality quiz or something like that, or a BuzzFeed quiz. Because some of them are just ridiculous. Now, oh, I will actually tell you what's been happening. So, <laughs> we're getting a dog in... Um, hopefully March or April of this year and it's going to be a little labradoodle we, we found a breeder in um in like northern Sydney kind of near Newcastle uh if any of you have ever been to Picolban where there's a lot of wineries there or to um sorry for that sound guys Someone must be moving their furniture around the garden. Or to Cessnock, which actually is where my dad used to live as a kid. He lived in Cessnock for a couple of years with his um, with his parents. So anyway, so yeah, so we found this amazing breeder. Beautiful dogs. Like, they're actually, they're stunning, these dogs. They're so amazing. And basically, we wanted to get a dog from a breeder because my dad wasn't entirely comfortable with getting a dog from a shelter like I would happily get a dog from a shelter if I had the time to potentially look after it to a great extent if it had you know been abused or something like that because I think you don't quite know what you're getting necessarily with dogs from a shelter and with this labradoodle like we're gonna know like it's parentage uh, other dogs, like we've played with, like, and seen other dogs that are bred by these breeders. So, you know, they, they're they really good dogs. So, we, got, we would have gotten it earlier, if, except for the fact that Dad and I are going over to Canada uh, for all of February. So, my 20th birthday is going to be spent in Canada, or specifically in Montreal. And, um, yeah, so we're going to get it after then. So that my mum wasn't stuck at home with a uh, a new puppy, which is gonna be my puppy too. So it means that then that she would bond with my dog, which wasn't gonna quite work out. Um. So we have everything that we need for the dog. You think I'm kidding, but I'm not. I'm currently looking at its crate. I have two like bags full of grooming and toys and all this kind of stuff for it. Beg your pardon. We have a playpen downstairs for when it's a puppy and we need to kind of put it into like a, a smaller safe space for its safety or for going out or whatever like that we have a dog bed for the living room we have a baby gate which is on my door so I'm just like having to constantly remember there's a baby gate if I have to go out in the middle of the night and open the gate step over the thing um 
So we have everything. We're very prepared in our family for this incoming dog. So yeah, that's just what's been happening in our in our in our household for the past week or so. And that's kind of been it. Um, obviously, I've been putting out a lot of vlogs and sketches. I really want to get out as much as possible. Um, because I want you guys to be interested and to not be having to wait a week for another thing. I want you to kind of see what's going on in my life and dis different aspects and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, that's, I think that's going to be it for today. This might have been a bit boring for you guys. I don't know. I hope I at least entertained you with my first dates talk. And honestly, you just asked a little... My God, word vomit. You just need to go and watch a couple of YouTube clips of first dates. And I swear you will be in love. Some of the couples are just so lovely or so hilarious. And it's just... Oh, that, that English awkwardness is just so... So entertaining to watch. Another weird noise. God, shout out to my, whoever my neighbours, whichever neighbours are making random noises with their cleaning. Cheers. Um, and yeah, uh, if you're listening on iTunes or on SoundCloud, subscribe for every week a new episode is out at 7am um, on YouTube. The episodes tend to come out a little bit earlier, maybe a couple of days earlier on uh on iTunes podcasts and on SoundCloud just because then I know it's going to be guaranteed to be uploaded. So if you want to be able to hear it earlier, go have a look at the uh, podcast or SoundCloud app. Um, otherwise, at every 7am Thursday morning on YouTube. And that's kind of it. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, let me know what you think of this week's podcast as I said earlier if you want me to talk about something um, in particular let me know about that too and um, yeah oh actually no, there is one thing I'll talk about and I think that is about what is going on at the moment in the world with this whole Me Too movement so obviously there's been a lot of scandals shall we say in the past year and a half particularly starting with Harvey Weinstein, where basically women are being incredibly brave and coming out and saying that they had been in some way, shape or form sexually assaulted um, by very powerful men. And potentially some males have also been um, also uh, assaulted by very powerful men. Um, the person that comes to my mind straight away is Anthony Rapp, um, and I'm trying to think of the guy, oh, what's his name? Uh, Terry Crews. He also came out and said, you know, that he had been abused by big Hollywood execs and people that can literally make or break their careers. And I think it's very interesting how this is all taking shape because with these accusations also comes the defence lines from some of these people. And you'll note that some people don't even try and defend themselves. Uh, most recently, James Franco has been accused by numerous women of inappropriate behaviour. And he, I think, was on Kimmel and basically said, I don't necessarily know what they're talking about, 
but if this has happened, I will apologise. So, I mean, that kind of stuff to me, it just... Oh, I don't really know how to, like, feel about that, you know, because it's kind of like a, well, I sort of did it, but I sort of didn't. He's not fessing up to doing it. And I think in this day and age, what really you need to do is say, you know what, I did that. I recognised that that was entirely inappropriate. Apologise to those people. And you may just be able to salvage what's left of your career. Whereas there's some people who, like Dustin Hoffman, and, oh, God, that's... Who's that guy who is in, um... Oh, in House of Cards. Like, there's some people now, their careers are over. Which I don't think is a bad thing, because we don't necessarily want to allow them to keep working in those jobs. But it's just like, if, if people fessed up to it, rather than trying to sweep it under the rug, and apologised for their behaviour and made, I guess, like, made steps to show that they were apologetic, then they wouldn't be shunned in such a way that they are. So I think it's just very interesting all that's going on at the moment. I also think it's very interesting, I was reading um, Oprah Winfrey has actually been getting a bit of slack recently because she knew potentially about what Weinstein um, was doing and didn't say anything about it. And I mean, I don't really know how to feel about that either. I just think because it's, for someone like Oprah, who is in a position of power, yes, she could have said something, but there's always someone more powerful. And especially for women, I think, and this is something that's been going on for a millennia, it's very nerve-wracking to make a statement and come out on someone else's behalf and say, you know what, this guy is doing the wrong thing. And that's just purely because of the history of how women have been treated in that we aren't supposed to do that. And in fact, a lot of the time, women who themselves have been assaulted don't feel that they can come out and say anything because of the backlash that they will get. For example, women who have been horribly sexually assaulted getting told, well, if you didn't wear those clothes, you wouldn't get assaulted. That is utter BS. Honestly, I just think this is the thing that they push on all these women, that it's their fault. So it's kind of not surprising that Oprah Winfrey wouldn't come out and say, I knew that he was doing this, if she even did know that he was doing this. Just because she was friends with him during this time doesn't necessarily mean that she knew. She wasn't sitting in his office while he was also doing this stuff. So it's just oh, it's such a really fine line with this topic. Um, I'm very impressed with the fact that all those women wore black to the Golden Globes. I think that is a very powerful sign of women coming together and men coming together and saying, you know what, we're going to take a stand against this. Enough is enough. This is a new generation, and I think a lot of this is generational. Some of you might be sitting there thinking, Grace, what is going on with you? Like, this should never be okay. And it is never okay. But as I have listened to many conversations, especially with older men about this issue, is that there, 40 to 60 years ago, it was considered in pause marks okay to do this because... It was just what was expected. Women weren't necessarily in positions of power. 
um, they were quite commonly um, in a job that wouldn't necessarily be oh, influential. And there was a few women that were, um, and they were, you know, extremely strong women, but women were expected to resign once they got married and to start having children. So men weren't ever really pulled up on it because once women got to a certain point, they just didn't even work in these fields. And I think there was a lot more repression of women um, in the past. Whereas now women are in a, women, not women, women are in a lot, um, well, a lot of women hold positions of power. Julia Gillard, Australia's ex-prime minister, Theresa May, um, Angela Merkel. These are extremely powerful women. And that's just in politics. I mean, you've got women in music and acting and all this kind of stuff. And in engineering. I mean, I, I work with some amazingly smart women who are in positions of power. And so we now, because we have women in positions of that power, feel confident to come out and say this stuff. So I think that it is very good that all these women got together and wore black as a show of solidarity that enough is enough and that they also won't live up to the expectations of what is expected of them to wear a colourful dress or a beautiful gown. Did they all still wear beautiful gowns? Yes, they did. But I think it's really sticking it to the man because every year you still have like Juliana Rancic asking someone, who are you wearing? Which... It's just like, oh my gosh. It just makes women look like they are vapid. And all they can think about is beauty and fashion. Like, that is so not the case. So many of these people, if you actually said to them, rather than who are you wearing, but who do you hope for to get best director? Why do you think they should get best director? Ask them about the film industry. Ask Reese Witherspoon about her two production companies. Like, there are so many more questions you could be asking rather than, who are you wearing? And then even, who are you wearing? That phrase is, who are you representing? So they can't even necessarily represent themselves. Just the entire thing is just ridiculous. Obviously, I think the men wearing Time's Up pins extremely I don't know it's, it's very good I think it's a show of support should there have been a show of support 50 years ago when a man stood up against another man saying hey you know what that's not right yeah probably but you know what it's happening today and change is being made and some people it for some people it might be too little too late but it's the beginning of the end for these men that have gotten away with this basically sex pest behaviour for years and years and years. So anyway, so that's why I think I kind of wanted to just put my thoughts out there in the world about that. And I want to hear what you guys also think about that. Because, you know, this is such a big topic at the moment. And I think every single woman especially, and obviously some men, will have experienced this behaviour at some point or another in their life. I know I certainly have in multiple jobs, particularly working in places like uh, supermarkets and in restaurants all the time you get looked down upon and you get treated as if you are nothing more than a fancy kind of a piece of fancy or whatever like that 
So I want to know what you guys think, whether you guys have also experienced um, this kind of behaviour from men that is entirely inappropriate, and what do you think should be done? Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Pi Tina Chat. It's been a bit all over the place, but um, that's just kind of how this works. All right, I will speak to you guys next week. As I said, subscribe uh, if you're on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud for a new episode every Thursday morning at 7am. It is released. Um, Give me a like if you're on YouTube and leave comments below as well as if you're on YouTube as well or if you aren't on YouTube and you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, send me a... uh, message or make a comment on my Facebook page which you can find on the Life of Pi or the Life of Pi Life of Pi vlog Instagram page. And um yeah. I'll speak to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Science Uh he didn't say science. He said pie pants. Mmm pie pants.